Look to our precious Jesus today who saves, heals, delivers, and blesses. This is your day for a miracle. I want you all to say it's not by might. Not by power. One more time. One more time, please. But by my spirit. Say that. Say it the Lord. But unless we come back, to the Holy Spirit, we're in trouble. We will not survive the coming days without the Holy Ghost. Today, there are pastors in this country who have rejected the Holy Ghost. And you wonder why we're in trouble here. A man got up not long ago in his church and said, I don't know what to do with the Holy Spirit. Another man said, I'm done with the charismatic movement. Others are walking away, literally rejecting the message of Pentecost. Others not only rejecting, insulting the message of Pentecost. Because see, what they want is a whole different message. Well, that message they're preaching will die very soon. Because it's not by might, it's not by power, it's not by education, it's not by experience, it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. Now tonight I want to tell you that even Jesus himself could not do it without the Holy Ghost. And those men think they can do without the Holy Ghost? They are fools. They're losing their mind. Jesus, first of all, was conceived by the Holy Spirit. He would not even have come to earth without the Holy Ghost doing the job. Think about this. Now, you, can you people go a little deep with me tonight? Are you able to handle some good meat, right? If you are, put your hands way up. Okay. Before the okay, I'm ready. Before the foundation of the world, before creation, before angels, before anything happened, there was a conference. And in that conference, I am and I am and I am had a meeting. Because there was no father, there was no son, because the father did not become the father till the word became the son, flesh. Okay? So I am, I am, and I am had a meeting. And, and God Almighty, the Trinity, began to plan your salvation. And then the Word of God says something amazing, that Jesus offered Himself through the Holy Ghost to make it happen. Now, when the Bible says He offered Himself through the Holy Ghost, that's very powerful, in that the Holy Spirit made him a promise that he would turn him into a seed. Think about God becoming a seed in the womb of a virgin. The power of the Holy Ghost is so incredible that he turned God. Now wait, wait, wait. Say after me, God. God. Say God. God. Does not exist. He is. Existence. 
God does not live in eternity. He is eternity. So, eternity was turned into a seed by the power of the Holy Ghost. If the Holy Ghost can turn eternity into a seed and place that seed in a woman, think what he can do with you. If the Holy Ghost can turn God into a man and place his seed, the seed of this precious seed called man, because the Holy Ghost, the Bible says, and that thing in thee, that holy thing, is the Son of God. The Holy Spirit is the Father of Christ Jesus. He's called the child of the Holy Ghost. Matthew 1.18, he's conceived by the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit turned God into a seed. Think about it. If, if the Holy Ghost is so powerful to turn God into a seed, what he can do with you if you give him your life. He took God Almighty and turned him into a seed. This is staggering. Because Jesus is the Word. He is the full revelation of all God is. The second thing we see in the life of the Lord, not only was he conceived by the Spirit, he could not have become a man without the Holy Ghost. Number two, the Bible says he was anointed by the Spirit. Now, now you gotta, oh, this is, this is incredible. I don't have all the time to share this, but I'll say this. Only sinners are anointed. Absolutely. The anointing doesn't belong to anyone else who's not a sinner. Because, because in the feast of Israel, this may be a little deep for some of you, but you said you were deep, so I can tell you. In the feast of Israel, the only feast that had leaven in the bread was Pentecost. They would wave the bread with yeast in it, meaning sin. Therefore, the Holy Ghost anoints only sinners. So when Jesus was baptized, meaning baptism, what is baptism? Baptism means I identify with sinners. Baptism is only for sinners. For Jesus to be baptized, he was saying, I identify with sinful men. That's why John the Baptist said, no, no, no. You need to baptize me, not me, you. I'm the sinner. And Jesus said, no, we must fulfill our righteousness, meaning I have to identify with sinful men. In baptism, he identified with us. And the minute he identified with us, he was anointed. Did you get that one? And the second the Holy Spirit anointed him, miracles began happening. So the anointing could not come on him without the Holy Ghost. Now, listen, miracles begin happening in his ministry because of the Holy Ghost. Without the Holy Ghost, no miracles could happen. Then he's led by the Spirit. Right after he's anointed, he's led. That's all fine in Luke 3 and 4. Led means, now this is something very, very important. You cannot be led by the Spirit unless you are a son. Only sons are led. The Holy Spirit literally 
brought something so miraculous in the life of Jesus. For remember, remember, he was as much man as though he was not God. And as much God as though he was not man. Jesus humbled himself and became a man, completely a man. When God created Adam, Adam did not experience growth. He was created already a grown-up man. So he could not be our savior. But Jesus was not created fully grown. He became a seed and had to experience birth and growth physically to be a perfect mediator. And never forget, never forget. I'm going to throw this at you and I don't know what you're going to do with it. I'm going to throw it at you. It's impossible to experience growth as believers without the Holy Ghost in your life. So if you dismiss him out of your life, you'll never grow up. You'll always be a child subject to bondage. Did you hear what I said? If you did, put your hands up high. The minute someone says, Holy Ghost, I don't want you, he has just killed his growth. He has just said to God, I don't need your help to grow as a Christian. The minute the Holy Ghost leaves, people go in reverse. They go back into bondage. Back into being bound by the elements of the world. It's impossible to reach maturity without the Holy Ghost. Because we grow from glory to glory into his image by the Holy Spirit. The second we tell the Holy Ghost, I don't need you, the image of Christ will vanish and my image will come back. That's the danger. I don't want to go back to be myself. I want to be transformed into his image. I'm sick of my image. Conceived by the Spirit, anointed by the Spirit, led by the Spirit. And now the Bible says in John 6, everything he preached was by the Spirit. In verse 63, he said, the words I speak, they are Spirit. So therefore, you cannot understand the Bible if the Holy Ghost isn't there helping you understand the Bible. How can you know the Word without the Holy Ghost showing you what you're reading? And the Bible says in Colossians, he endured the cross. Now this is something powerful. And this will bring healing to you even while I'm talking about it. Just think that the blood of Jesus was shed seven times in Jerusalem. And every time the blood was shed, there was agony. There was pain. The first time the, 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 the blood was shed to fulfill old covenant type was in Gethsemane when the scripture says his sweat became blood. And why? For the healing of my soul. Who gave him power to endure that kind of torment by the Holy Ghost? Because, ladies and gentlemen, had the Holy Ghost not given him power to endure, he would have died in Gethsemane. Because you know, it's proven scientifically, you cannot live when your sweat turns to blood. That kind of stress kills human beings. And for Jesus to survive, it had to be the Holy Ghost who gave him the power. The blood was shed from his sweat. 
Number two, and that was for the healing of my soul. Number two, because he said, my soul is heavy unto death. And the blood was shed to heal our soul. Secondly, the blood was shed when he went to the house of Caiaphas. And they began to pull the beard off his face. And to, and, and to buffet or punch his face. Listen, listen. Isaiah 50 verse 6 says, I gave my back to those who smote it and my cheeks to those who plucked off the hair. Do you know what Jesus looked like when they were done with him? He did not look like a human being. That's why Mary Magdalene could not recognize him. She thought he's the God now because the last time she saw him, his face did not look like the face of a man. Who gave him power to endure the sufferings of those beatings? When they pulled his beard off, skin came off with it. His face so disfigured because Isaiah 52, 14 says his image was marred more than any man. Meaning it did not look like a human being. He was so swollen, so disfigured, you couldn't recognize him. That's where the promise of Isaiah was fulfilled. In him no beauty we should desire. Why? That my face one day will look like his. He shed his blood from his face for the healing of my face, yours. Number three, the blood was shed when they placed a crown of thorns upon his head. Why? For the healing of your mind, that's why. And then, and then, and then, and this is why we are here tonight. Then the blood was shed from his back. You know, the Romans in those days, Pastor Rod, dear Alan, the Romans used to put these metal balls on these strips of leather. They, they would, each whip would, would have 20, sometimes 30, sometimes more strips of leather, and they would put these little metal balls with a little hole in them and slide them in the leather and put a nod and a nod. And every ball had, had nails coming out of it. And they would roll like that. So when someone was whipped, those hundreds of, of little metal balls would roll and pull the flesh right out. You know what it cost him to heal you? You know the pain he endured to heal your body? Pain that cannot be described by anyone. Do you know that when they were done whipping his body, his bones were exposed? That's what David said in the Psalms, I can tell all my bones, he said. Why? For the healing of your, of your disease. The blood was shed first for my soul, two for my image, three for my mind, four for my sickness. Number five. They nailed his hands to the cross. Why? For my work to be accepted as a minister. Then, number six, they nailed his feet. Why? For my walk. So I would not slip and go back in sin. And number seven, they pierced his side. You know, I'm discovering, like I told you, the Bible has layers. The third layer, it's when you see Jesus in the Old Covenant. Like you know, Adam, Adam, the death of Adam 
was revealed. You see, he said that. Yeah, 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 of course. When Adam went to sleep, it was a revelation of death. God was revealing that his son would die. When Adam went to sleep, it speaks prophetically of the death of Christ. When the Holy Spirit revealed this amazing declaration, Adam put to sleep. That's the death of Christ. His side opened. That's the birth of the church. Think that the Holy Spirit is the one who gave him the power to endure all that. And then he raised him from the dead. But what if Jesus had failed in his mission? And he could have. He was as much man as though he wasn't God. He could have failed. But with strong crying, the scripture says, and tears, and because of the fact he feared he was saved, accepted. Remember, he was as much man as though he wasn't God. Perfect God, perfect man. Jesus wasn't 50-50. He was 100% God and 100% man in one body. But who preserved him? Who kept him? Who gave him power to endure? But the Holy Ghost. And you think we can do it without the Holy Ghost? Fools only believe that. And who raised him from the dead? The Holy Ghost. Who gave him details to give to his church before his ascension? The Bible says he gave instructions to the apostles by the Spirit. Think that Jesus needed the Holy Ghost even after his resurrection. And then when he returns, he will destroy his enemies by the breath of his mouth. Who is the breath of his mouth? The Holy Ghost. Think about this. Conceived by the Spirit, anointed by the Spirit, led by the Spirit, everything he said by the Spirit, literally endured by the Spirit, raised from the dead by the Spirit, gave last instructions by the Spirit, destroys Antichrist and all his foes by the Spirit, and preachers don't want the Holy Spirit. If Jesus could not do without it, you think we can? No. So lift your hands and say, I need you, Holy Ghost. I cannot do without you. Pastor Benny Hinn's comprehensive teaching on operating in the anointing is a series you must have to understand and activate the power of the Holy Spirit. The 12 CD series is regularly $75 and the study manual is $25. But if you'll order now, you can have both for the special television price of only $85. Call or order online today. The word of God in Isaiah 26 verse 3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee.
That's the whole key right there. I pray you will have the greatest Christmas you've ever had in your life. I really mean that with all my heart. But the greatest Christmas comes when Jesus is the focus. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. And verse 4 says, Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Think about that, everlasting. God gives us that strength daily, every second of our, of our life, if we just focus and, and, and keep our hearts and minds on him. It's just that simple. I want to pray with you today that the Lord will meet every need in your life. You know what Jesus said to us? He said, if two will agree, there is tremendous power in agreement. Think about that the Lord himself needed agreement in Gethsemane when he said, could you not tear with me? Could you not really come into agreement with me? You think about King David in the Old Covenant uh, coming into agreement with Abiathar when he lost everything. Uh, he had gone to Ziglag and the Amalekites had stolen everything, took his family captives and everyone else's family captives. He came into agreement the Bible is full of promises when it comes to agreement. And back to what the Lord said. He said, if two will agree, he didn't say if three or ten or a hundred. If two of you will agree, it will be done. And he believed in it himself because he said, like I said, in Gethsemane, he said, could you not tarry with me? He himself knew the power of agreement. It was agreement that brought the power of the Holy Spirit on 120. They were in one accord, agreement. It was agreement that brought the miraculous in the book of Acts when Peter and John went into the temple and they said, silver and gold have I none, such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus. Rise up and the crippled man was, was healed. But it said Peter and John were together in agreement. They both were, prayed for that man. Think about Paul and Silas in agreement in that prison. I mean, the, the word of God is so full of promises dealing with if we agree, God will do it. Today, we are going to agree that every need in your life will be met, no matter what the problem is. The word impossible does not exist with God. It does not exist with God the Father. It does not exist with God the Son. It does not exist with God the Holy Spirit. There is nothing impossible. And we must never give up. If we give up, we lose. Never give up. Jesus said, faint not. Don't faint. In due season we'll reap if we faint not. Paul wrote. Now, come on, let's agree. You, you just put your hands on the screen or just stretch your hands towards me. I'm stretching my hands towards you in faith. I'm telling you, I feel this deep in my heart right now. Lord, dear Jesus, we come in full agreement that every need will be met. I thank you, Lord, for the anointing of the Holy Spirit right now that will release that one watching from that bondage or sickness or need in their finances or life. 
bring wholeness and healing to the life and family. Meet that need, Lord. Answer that prayer, whether it's about a family member or about a need in their body or, or, or job or whatever the need is, Lord. Right now, we agree it's done. We agree it's met. We agree the problem is canceled. The darkness is behind. Lord, let the darkness be behind them and the light on them and in front of them. In Jesus' mighty name and for your glory. And God's people said, Amen. When you follow Jesus, the darkness and the problem will be behind you. It's that simple. Do it today. Just place your eyes on him and tell him how much you love him. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a great Christmas. It's the best. Trust me, it is your best. Bye-bye. Hello, Benny, my dear friend. It's Bill Prankert. Yes, I'm in Arctic Russia again. Oh, what an experience. <laughs> I wish you had been with me. I've been living with these people in their tent. I've been traveling with them on reindeer sleighs across the tundra, and it's been amazing. Do you know what? This this family here, they're saved, they're filled with the Holy Ghost, they're flowing in what all God is doing, and they're excited about Jesus, just like people throughout the rest of the world. And I wish you could have been here the other night, Benny, because uh, I sat here and the father of this family said, thank you so much, thank you for coming. We didn't have any hope, we didn't have the gospel, we didn't have any Bibles, we didn't have any material before you came. And he said, thank you for sending workers. We are workers that we send out here, we support monthly, they come out here and minister to these people and uh, we've been mentoring them we set up dvd churches we give them a dvd player a generator that they can use and uh, also sets of dvd teaching in their language and they're watching it and they're being mentored you'll love this the other night uh, they realized that several of them in this family were sick and needed healing some had injured themselves and there's no medical help out here so we prayed for for one person they got healed but then i told them they could do this and so they laid hands on the sick. It was amazing, Benny, to see this, that some of the young men in this tent were laying hands on the other members of their family and they got healed. And I said, you gotta take this healing message across Russia. Let me tell you something, I just wanna thank you. You and your partners have helped us. You've really poured into us. You've made it possible for us to do many of the things we've been doing in the North. You came once to Arctic Canada, and I just wanna say, bless you. You've encouraged me as a friend. You've poured into our ministry. And I want your partners to know that you are making a difference. Let me tell you, if these people are being reached through you and your ministry, then the whole world is being reached. And it's important. Jesus said he wouldn't return till the gospel goes to the ends of the earth. And guess what? Because of you and your partners and what we're doing in this ministry, the gospel is absolutely going to the ends of the earth. So I just want to say God bless you. Hope to see you soon.